And you're very welcome along to another edition of Across the Line with me, Shane Bro, for your Friday evening build-up to the sporting weekend in the Premier County. And on this week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the the uh, biggest uh, weekend in club football in the county, culminating in the Showpiece County Senior Football Final on Sunday between Clan Mill Commercials and Upper Church Dunban. And we'll be hearing from both camps and looking ahead to the game in the company of Anthony Shelley and uh, Tommy Toomey. We, they will also be previewing uh, Sunday's uh, Intermediate final between Ballina and Mullinahone, and we'll also be hearing from uh, both managements. We'll be chatting with Cashel Director of Rugby, Dara Lyons, ahead of this evening's uh, Tipperary Derby in the All Ireland League, away to Nina Ormond. And we'll be talking dogs with Barry Drake towards the end of the show. So, all that and more over the next hour or so. Excuse me, and we'll begin with Gaelic football and Sunday's county senior football final between 19 times champions Clonmel Commercials and first time finalists Upper Church Drumba. And the game throws in at 3.15 pm at FPD Semple Stadium. You can hear it live here on Tip FM with Paul Carroll and Tommy Toomey bringing you the action in association with Tipperary County Council's road safety campaign. Clamwell uh, Commercials are in their fourth final in a row, but are looking to erase the memory of last year's disappointment when their three-in-a-row quest was ended by an inspired Lockmore Castellani side. Former county final winner with feathered Paul Fitzgerald is involved with commercials this year. And speaking with Paul Carroll earlier this week, he said the disappointment of last year's defeat has been a driving force for the squad this year. Yeah, obviously, look, uh, last year's uh, final was disappointing for the commercials, lads, and um, like you said, all the sacrifices and all the training all year long was to get back to the final again, and um, they're really looking forward to it now, and, um, you know, they've they've put last year's defeat behind them and looking forward to Sunday's game. And going to back to the semi-final, I suppose, against my Rovers, the kind of narrative going in had had been that commercials hadn't really been tested so far, and would, would my Rovers be able to test them? And definitely in that first half, it was probably a slow start for commercials, but you must be pleased with how kind of the second half went and how the players kind of pushed on and, and bounced back from that slow start and really really took over in that second half. Absolutely, yeah. And look, the, the, when commercials play Mile Rovers, there's always, there's always um, the stakes are always usually high and um, Mile Rovers really, really tested, uh, tested it in the first half. And, um, you know, we had to make a few changes and, and uh, freshen things up a bit and the strength of the panel maybe be uh, shown through in the second half and, um, you know, finished strong as well, which was great and and got over the line. But yeah, definitely definitely a test uh, that day in, in Golden. And that's probably a good thing to have um, kind of in the kitty going into a final is that you have been you have been tested so far and it hasn't been just a clean sailing, um, so to say. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a fair point, I suppose. But at the same time, you know, uh, what we've been working on all, all year with the lads is, you know, getting the performance right. And um, you know, you need you need you need a full full thirty players uh, working together every night of training and 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 pushing to get that performance right in a in a game. And that'll be no different uh, Sunday in in the the biggest game of the year in the county in the final. And looking then at Upper Church, you would have met them obviously in the group stage. You bet them that day, two eleven to nine point to nine points. But a lot probably has changed since then for for both teams. Um, I, I'd imagine, like you would have obviously stuck around for the second game last um, two weeks ago there against uh, Lockmore, and you would have seen them beat Lockmore. So a lot probably has changed since your original meeting with them. I'd imagine it has. Yeah, you know that 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 game in the group stage was played on a a really hot day. Um, you know, there was guys missing for various reasons, guys in America. So, you know, I don't think it will have a, a much of a bearing on Sunday's game, you know, because a, a lot of changes maybe in both sides. 
Um, but like you said, look, Upper Church have been phenomenal all year in both codes. Obviously, a club with a massive spirit. And um, any team that gets through a tight game against Lockmore deserve the utmost respect. And that'll be no different on Sunday in, in Thurles. And I suppose, looking at Upper Church, they're a similar story to what you would have faced against Lockmore last year in terms of that kind of whole double journey and the big kind of parish spirit behind them. So Clonmel will be prepared, I suppose, for all that come Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's 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 similar preparations to, to ourselves maybe in, in the sense that, you know, St. Mary's have had a run in the in the Premier Intermediate up to last Sunday as well. So the last few weeks would be similar for both clubs. Um it's about, you know, you know, just managing their training load and getting recovery right and just keeping them ticking over. But but at the end of the day players probably enjoy that side of it, you know, there's a lot a lot of games but players want games. It's just about managing them and keeping them keeping them ticking over and keeping the bodies right. And again, just all building up for the for the final on Sunday. And can I ask about about Semple Stadium in terms of it's probably like the only game that the football um, club games play in Semple Stadium is the county final every year. Is it is it a different game when it's played in Semple Stadium in terms of just such a bigger pitch and things like that? Does it have an impact on this kind of styles of play that kind of um, can happen in a game when it's on in Semple Stadium? It probably does to a, to a small degree. And obviously, there's great sod in Turles and, and, and wide open spaces and it plays wide um, um, obviously Upper Church may have an advantage there over us but they'd be a lot used to you know they'd be more used to playing there the commercials you know it's really it's the only football game really played there every year is the final so Upper Church would have that, that experience there of playing in Turles but um, yeah look it, 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 it suits it suits a kicking team I think um, the, the, the pitch in Turles and um you know, hopefully it will it will it will provide a good game on on Sunday. And going into the game, you would have had a couple of, you know, that's been a long season both hurling and football. So niggles and injuries and that kind of happened in the semi final. Aldo Matassa had to go off injured. Is he someone you're preparing to be with or without uh, come Sunday? Ah, it's just still monitoring him. You know, we um we picked up a knock. Um, Jack Kennedy picked up a knock in his shoulder uh, against Rovers as well. So you know, we'll 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 look at them as the week goes on and see and see how they're going, and hopefully they'll be okay. Uh, Paul Fitzgerald, of the, uh, involved with uh, Clamwell Commercial, speaking with uh, Paul Carroll earlier this week. And uh, moving on to Upper Church Drum Band. They have been the story of this year's uh, football championship campaign, building on last year's first-ever quarter-final appearance, where they fell to Clamwell Commercials. Uh, they uh, came, uh, moved on this year to reach a semi-final, and then also defeated Lockmore Castellini in the semi-final. They dethroned Lockmore to reach a first-ever senior football final. Andy Canan spoke with Paul Carroll this week and began by asking him about the excitement locally of the Upper Churchland Band Club playing in a first senior final in either court. The whole parish is uh, booming up there at the moment. There's lots of, lots of black and amber around the place and the villages and hanging out of ditches and hanging out of houses. So yeah, the parish is a good place at the moment and, and they're really getting behind us there for the last few weeks. And in terms then of the uh, the players, I suppose I'd imagine yourselves as a group probably got great confidence after the uh, the Lockmore win, and especially you know it was a tight game. You grounded out for a finish and got over the line, like a, a one point win over the county champions. There must be great kind of belief within the group now. Yeah, I've I've probably played in teams where I blow on the rag back. I remember six seven years ago, we were up six points going in at that time, and we didn't come out the victors. So the new the new the new group of guys coming through seem to seem to have a lot of belief. They're able to close out tight games and be it a few weeks ago in, in the Bracken's hurling game, they came back from five points down. So they're the new group are doing things that we didn't do before. So 
the, the, the pressure was on really with 63, 64 minutes gone over in Golden against Lockmore and the guys just stayed over and back covering space and, and grounded out the victory. And in terms of like the, the playing group, I suppose a, a lot has been made about to your, you know, how far you've gone in both the hurling and football this year and playing so many games. But the fitness of the players doesn't seem to be an issue at all from what I've seen. Like, you know, that Brackens game and the hurling, the last 15 minutes of that, they pushed on like I'd never seen a team before, like with that sort of fitness and that pushing on like that. Um, what's that been down to, that just fitness? Is it the, ga- the games week in, week out? Is that is that kind of helping things? Well, at the start of this year, we went over to Nina and we'd done uh, 12 intense enough sessions, uh, CrossFit-based sessions, and uh, I could see the, the guys didn't really enjoy it at the, at the time, but it's starting to pay dividends now when we get into the soft ground at the latter, latter end of the year. There's a core group of guys within that uh, 15, 16 lads that are, are crossing over between both codes that go to the go to the gym sessions two or three nights a week outside of the, the training. So they're really driving it on themselves internally. Yeah, and I suppose just on the the fact that, you know, a lot of the lads would have been involved last weekend in the uh, the hurling, the last two um the last the killer one, is has it been hard to kind of get lads back up straight away or has it been kind of you haven't even had time to think of that because there's a there's a football final coming up so it's nearly it could even be seen as a good thing to just kinda of get over it and, and move on straight away. Actually, look, Monday morning, let's walk up and their heads were down. So um, we got him back to the field Tuesday night and Owen Shark took the, took the coaching session and he kind of moved it away from football for a, a bit of games-based activities that wasn't football-related and, and the smiles came back in the faces again. So, no, no, we're gear, gearing up for Sunday again. Um, just to put the hurling behind us. I know, it's been, I know it's been sitting in the hearts of a lot of guys there for, for years to come, but we just have to move forward now. So we have our first county final coming up on Sunday. And in terms of then, would this be a normal lead up to a football game this week? I don't, like you're obviously just focusing on, on football now, but would, is that how you kind of done it before, or would you be mixing both in a training, or what way would that usually work? Uh, since we really got into the group stage of the county championship, where it was football one recorded the next, so we've, we've kept it that that way the whole way through. So we tend to do about two football sessions during the week, and then have a meeting then the night before the match. So this week will be no different from from, from before. And I suppose you have previous. Um, uh, you've 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 met Clonmel already this year uh, in the group stages. You've lost two eleven to uh, nine points. Um, I suppose a lot has changed probably for for both teams anyway since that game. But what can you kind of take from from that meeting with Clonmel? Um, I know that day they didn't have Mike Quinn living and Dean Crew for us was, was over in the states, so they opened into guys who cancelled each other out. Um, look, I suppose we, we need to move the ball a bit faster. Um, we were we were in the depths of the county championship at that stage. Uh, we probably had a few guys involved in under eight teams, under nineteen championships as well. So um, we're, we're not taking anything for that game. We're treating this as a new a new match um, and an opportunity for us to to, to, to get a cup. And you're probably just reading some of the the local papers today. You, you are going in as as underdogs, but. For a first final, probably not the best and probably not the worst place to be going into a final as underdogs. Look, sure, we're, no, we're under no illusions how, how colossal the, the task is. Like when you look down through the, the Clamwell team, like you've the Seamus Kindies, Kevin Fahey's, the Quinlevans, Colin Colman and um, Jack Kindy, Jason Lundrig and Sean O'Connor, all these guys have done the, the blue and gold at some stage. So we're, we're under no illusions how, how mammoth the task is. But um, no, we'll, we'll be there to, to show up on the day and, and um, put our stamp on the match. 
and you yourselves have some some top footballers there. Like the last day against um against Lockmore, like that, that the Paul Shannon's pass for that goal is something I've spoken about before already. But it was just uh, great vision and execution of the ball. But the two Shannons there have been just on fire so far this year for you. Yeah, look, sure, you need you need three or four or five guys, top guys, to to to, to get you to the county final. And Paul and Luke have really pushed on there, as 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 Jack Butler and Gavin Ryan and Matt Ryan and all these guys. A lot of them are there, there 10, 12 years playing football, so they've good bit of experience behind them. So hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll put the shoulder to wheel again on Sunday, and and then we'll be in a position to bring up a cup back to Upper Church. Upper Church from Bands, Andy Canan speaking with uh, Paul Carroll earlier this week, uh, looking ahead to Sunday's County Senior Football Final. And uh, we'll take a break now, we'll be back in part two, and we'll just dissect the game with uh, Tommy Toomey and Anthony Shelley. And you're very welcome back to the show. We continue our build-up to Sunday's County Senior Football Final. Uh, we're, by, uh, we're looking ahead to the game in further detail by talking to uh, cross-line analyst Anthony Shelley and Tommy Toomey, who will be co-commentary, uh, co-commentating the game on Sunday with Paul Carroll. Gents, you're welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Shane. Good to have you. Tommy, I'll start with you. Um, it has, this final pairing, it has, I suppose... Era, it has a lot of similarities with the 2019 final when commercials came in against a, a first time finalist in Brackens and I suppose we saw maybe Brackens probably were just overwhelmed by the occasion and, and were well beaten by half time I suppose we're hoping first and, five, first and foremost that we, that's something we don't get on Sunday Oh definitely no just looking at the, to the group game uh there was only a point in it at half time, game played in goal and seven points to six. And uh I think that uh Upper Church have a, a definite uh way of playing that keeps the game as close and tight as possible. And uh I think there's definitely two different ways of playing the game. We're going to be looking at that on Sunday as uh, commercials looking for open spaces and upper church closing it down. They've been very successful at closing it down. Even against Lockmore, uh, you know, in the semi-final, they get Lockmore very little space inside their own head. Yeah, and I suppose playing in like it's it's their first county final. It's in Simple Stadium. I suppose look, they played a lot of hurling games in there this year. They're used to the venue. I suppose it's it's all about maybe the the build up, maybe getting any bit of uh, like it is. It, there there are nerves. It's a county final. Like it's all new for these guys. Definitely all new, and again, you know, you're looking at the the experience that that Upper Church have gleaned throughout this year of playing in the stadium, albeit in the Holland Court. But again, it all it all it's all about mindset, and and they've been very successful this year in dealing with big matches. And you know, I think that sometimes you you get a team that you know bucks the trend and gets into a final, you kind of know mentally they're not really ready for it, and if if they come up against the the pace of commercials like Brackens did that year, they just weren't ready. Uh, everyone sensed that, you know, that the game didn't go right in the first 10 minutes, that, that Brackens were going to be in trouble. I don't sense that with Upper Church. I think they have a lot of experience at the back. They have, they have a few campaigners there, uh, Dean Crew and a few of them there, Jack Butler. You know, they're, they're steady players, used to playing big matches, particularly this year. And I'd be surprised if they, you know, they don't show in the first half, because it would be vital for them to put on a performance in the first half to keep keep commercials within within reach. You know, yeah, I yeah, I I think we probably expect that. And even if you go back to the say the group game a couple of weeks ago, last year's quarter final, the the first half 
were pretty competitive but it has been a trend with commercials over the last couple of years they they make a lot of adjustments at half time and their their second half performances in a lot of these games have been very very impressive uh, yeah um, I suppose commercials if they have a weakness it is how, how slowly they start games so um, and they'll be they'll be well aware of that so on a county final day I'm not I'm expecting them to start a little bit quicker um, you know, it, it's a huge day for both sides. When you when you um, attend your first training session at the start of the year, like that, you're, you're dreaming in your head of of playing in the county final. Um, sometimes, now for some clubs, that might be a crazy dream, but you'd still have it. Like you, you know, because if you weren't a little bit crazy, you wouldn't be involved in sport at all. Like so, um, yeah. So I, I I'm not sure about the. You know, I, I would expect commercials to, to be out of the blocks a little bit quicker, particularly having having had that marker thrown down a, uh, against them in, in in the group stages, where I know they went in a point ahead at half time, but uh, Upchurch were actually the better team in that first half, and, and by far the better team. So commercials will know if, the longer they leave Upchurch in it, they don't want to have this a close game going down the straight. So I would expect commercials to start a little bit quicker on Sunday. Yeah, and I suppose, Anthony, I, I remember looking at the clips of that game and the, the two goals commercials got, like they were both pretty similar. And it was when they put on the gas and they, they got the power runners going from deep, like they just had, they, they cut them open at will. And I suppose that's that's something Upper Church will be key to make sure that the, the, the whatever, the, that commercials just don't get those guys coming from deep and off the shoulder. Yeah, the first the, the first goal they got that day came directly from the throw in at the start of the second half, and uh, I suppose that's when the team is at its most vulnerable. They haven't got their set up right. So if you if you can win the throw in and get a score, it can often be when the scores are tallied up at the end of the game. It can often be the difference in, in the game. People talk about the first ten minutes. I think the first ten seconds are nearly as important because you you know it's win it or kill it from the throw in. Um, yeah. Upper Church commit an awful lot of bodies to the ball carrier, so if commercial can keep it out of contract, out of contact, uh, and lay it off before they run into run into the run into the tackles, I think they just might ha- have too much for them. But it, I mean, if if they get anyway complacent at all, and 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 decide to to take on take them on physically, well, even though commercials are a big big team. They will be hit by everything because Upper Church are really, really good at turning turning you over, and that will give them every every turnover gives the team a lift. Yeah, and I suppose Tommy, like they have, I thought one of the, I think Luke Shannon's performance in that semi final was one of the, I think was one of the best club performances I've seen in football in a number of years. He's just a, a sweet finisher, and like I know the Upper Church rely a lot on on Luke and Paul for scores, but like the, very few teams have been able to to stop them getting on the ball and getting in those scoring positions. Yeah, look, they're finding they have a running ball game, but. When they're looking for Paul and, and Luke, they're looking at the ball kicked in over over the guard, and you can see the commercials have changed this year with Seamus Kennedy, particularly with Kieran, Kieran Cannon injured. Seamus Kennedy has gone back into the full back line. That should be a real tussle between himself and Paul Shannon. It's how the, how the rest of the commercials defence deal with Luke Shannon. Like he scored four points in play against Lockmore, a tight Lockmore defence with Willie Everson and you know really experienced players there, and he's still got space and room to score. And Overchurch uh, got an awful lot of ball, you know, a ball that's stuck in the inside line. And their conversion rate of around 76%. So 
uh, that's up there with the best. And, uh, you know, if, if we get opportunities, they are putting them away, particularly Paul and Luke. Yeah, and, and I suppose if you look at the, the, the Anthony, the, the quality of player commercials were able to bring off the bench the last year, just shows you the, the, the riches they have there. Um, wh- what do you think will be central to, I suppose, to, for either team to, to, to win the day on Sunday? Well, I suppose for commercials, this will be to make, well, it's, it's big enough as it is, but to make Temple Stadium as, as big as possible. Like, I mean, I was always told that, you know, that the, um, you can split a field into two, right right down the middle is what you call the town and right out, out, right down the wings is what you call the country. So if you're driving a car, where are you going to meet the congestion that's in the town? So you keep it out of the middle until you have to come in for scores. And the quicker they can move the ball down the wings and only pop into the middle every now and again to, to take their scores, uh, that's, that's where... Um, they will get their success, and from if they do that from a north upper church point of view, uh, it will be in the wide open spaces of um, of Central Stadium. It, it's it's really hard to cut down the space like they have been doing in the smaller pitches. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think, you know, kick passing uh, will be huge. The the quicker they can transition the ball from back to the fence when they turn it over. I think against um, my Rovers, they scored one eight in the semi final against. Uh, from turnovers or maybe one seven or one eight from turnovers. So when Overchurch lose the ball, that's where they're vulnerable. And the quicker that, that commercials can move the ball into, you know, Jason Landry and has been out fire this year, Shawnee, Shawnee O'Connor um, will get their scores. And then, you know, if Michael Quinlan can get you turned, I mean, once he puts on the afterburners, uh, you know, it's, it's generally game set, set and match. But, I mean, as I said, my my worry for commercials, if, if, if they are to win this, they will have to perform for an hour because they haven't been doing that in the game so far where Upper Church have. Upper Church have gone for an hour or more, in, whether it be hurling or football. They, they leave everything on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And um, just quickly, Anthony, you're, are, are, you, you, are you going with the favourites tag here with commercials? Or, or what, what, what chance do you give of Upper Church, uh, I suppose, <laughs> having that fairy tale into the year? Look, whether, whether the win or lose, they, they have been the club of the year so far and nothing not going to the result on Sunday. One chance that I actually give them quite a good chance. Um, uh, you know, there's, when you come up against an honest team and a lot of a lot of honest teams don't have the marquee players, but they have, we spoke about it already there with the two Shannons, they have two marquee forwards. And when you have them, them, them in them in your side, you always have a chance, but I just think commercials probably have too much all over the all over the field. Um, Tommy, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I go, I go with commercials. Yeah, I suppose Tommy, uh, I suppose maybe on like Brackens in twenty nineteen, maybe Upper Church know what's coming. They've played them twice over the last co- last twelve months, albeit decisive defeats in the end. But they, they did look like they learned from last year's quarter to this to the game a few weeks ago. So they, they shouldn't be phased by what's coming. They know what's coming. Well, definitely, look, uh, as Anthony says, if, if commercials get the space and the room, they're going to hurt any team. Look, they're, they're, they're a highly experienced team. They've Many county finals have been in now in, in a row in the, the, the 2000s already, and Lockmore themselves seem to be sharing the, 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 the box seat, and Overchurch are coming in trying to break that monopoly, and that's a difficult job. And, like, we're all looking forward to a really good final, and, of course, that depends... Definitely on upper church, uh, how they how they go about their business, and we're we're going to see similar to from from commercials like we always see fast open football, 
uh, trying to shift the pace of the game. As Anthony said, that they haven't been doing that for an hour. Uh, if they don't do it, definitely, definitely, Upper Church have the ammunition to, to bother them. And if it's a slow, uh, tedious kind of a game, like bringing it, bringing it, you know, to 50-50 ball, uh, I think Upper Church have both the fitness and the physicality to stay with commercials. And again, as Anthony says, if commercials do open up and open up with fast-flowing football, it's, look, it could be a long day for Upper Church. But I'm hoping that you know that Upper Church are there and that we get a great final. Mm-hmm. And just quickly uh, on, on to the intermediate final, if the curtain raiser are one o'clock between uh, Ballina and uh, Mullinahan, I know Anthony, you're on co-commentary for, for this one. Um, I think a, a big blow for Bellinaz is the fact that their goalie, Jack Brady, won't be able to play. He's um, tied with Treaty United, who have a big uh, cup semi-final up in Derry on Sunday. And like we've seen, the the, the modern goalkeeper, he's just, particularly from kickouts, he's just so important. And if it, it's hard to, like Jerry O'Brien is enabled stand-in, but like it's, it, it's a big role to fill for a final. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, he's contracted there to play soccer, so he probably is no. There's probably no way out of it, and I'm sure Ballin have tried everything to do it, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, he's huge, Gosling. I mean, Jack, has, he's obviously one of the best goalkeepers in the county, and uh, apart from his kickouts, like he 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 has been um, nailing the freeze as well. I think he got three in the last game, and he got might have got one or two against Galti in the quarterfinals. So, a, a huge blow to them. But, you know, um, I'm sure they've known this for a week now, so I'm sure it's gone well out of their heads and they'll just have to get on with it without them, you know? Mm-hmm. And Tommy, um, just in ter- just in terms of this game, like two clubs that are uh, have been impressive through the campaign, and we, I think whoever wins this game will should slot in nicely into senior football next year. Yeah, again, Bordham have, you know, you're looking at Salonet, they won the under 19 football final last year. It's not a flash of the pan. They have a lot of ability in their operation. And again, Mullinahone always have some sweet footballers. Mikey O'Shea being probably their, their main forward. Interested to see Stephen O'Brien, how, how much space you get now against, against Mullinahone. And again, as I said, uh, Ballonet are. Are, are, are a club that have always generated some really fantastic and skillful players throughout their history, and it's it's a real good final, and I I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, it promises to be a cracking game on Sunday, one o'clock in Central Stadium. We'll have it live here on Tip FM. Anthony Shelley and Tommy Toomey, uh, thanks for joining us on across the line. Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much, Shane. Thank you. And uh, we'll hear from uh, both camps ahead of uh, Sunday's intermediate final. Firstly, uh, Ballina manager uh, Kevin Byrne uh, spoke with uh, Paul Carroll earlier this week and uh, reflected on how it's been a, a terrific year for Ballina so far after uh, being promoted from Junior A last year. Uh, very much so. Um, it's, it's been a very good year for us. It's our first year up at intermediate. We've put a good bit of work into it and uh, we're delighted to get as deep into the championship as we have. And uh, yeah, it's all everyone looking forward to Sunday now. And in terms of the, the, the journey, I suppose, this team has been on, uh, getting to the Munster Junior final last year and coming up straight up to intermediate and straight in, on into a final, like it's it must be a good togetherness, I suppose, in the team, probably from, from being on the road together the last 18 months or so. Definitely, the the players have been excellent in the the effort that's been put in. Um, definitely speaking from those of us who are on the backroom team, the players have done everything that we've asked them to do all the way along. I think the the more they've been together, the more they've bonded, and there's definitely a very um, strong sense of togetherness within the team. 
and just on football in Ballina, like I'm from Burgess is my club, not too far away from me there. But like, there's not a mo- not a lot of football up our end of the county. But Ballina have really kind of uh, t- taken uh, taken on the mantle of football in that area and have have been doing great so far. But how did it kind of start to build momentum in terms of football the last couple of years? Well, we've always had decent underage teams in Ballina and uh, we've produced some very good players uh, down through the years. And it has been a pity that we, we haven't always had an adult team uh, for players to regress onto. Um, obviously, Stephen O'Brien is the, the catalyst for football in Ballina. He's achieved more than any other Ballina footballer in, in the history of the club. And, you know, it's, it's I suppose Stephen would be the genesis of this project um, we, as a club, it I think, behoved us to have a, a team that Stephen could play on, that having one of the best midfielders in the country uh, without a regular club team to play for wasn't a great situation. So we've we started from there and we have a lot of other good footballers in the club um, who were just waiting for the opportunity to play. So it has been great over the last two years that we've been able to, to put a team together and give everybody the opportunity to play. And it's definitely been going well anyway. And in terms of coming up to uh, intermediate, the semi-final, the last day, coming up against probably a, a fancied Grange Mokler, considering how they'd got on in the previous two years getting to county finals. Um, but a, a 210 to 8-point win, um, or sorry, the score now isn't on the top of my head, but the the win over Grange Mokler is probably giving you good confidence going into the final. Um, yes, it's, it's definitely a confidence to, to win the semi-final, but uh, we're aware there's a big challenge ahead in the final. And um, while, yes, it was great to get a semi-final win, we just had to put that behind us and focus on the final from the the, the moment the last match ended. Ballina manager um, Kevin Byrne is speaking with uh, Paul Carr earlier this week, and he also caught up with uh, Mullinahone's uh, Paul Quirk, who explained this. But surprisingly, even though Mullinahone have had a very strong footballing tradition, it's their first ever county football final in Semple Stadium. Oh, we're just having a little freeze with this little clip here once. Um, we're probably just going to take a quick break and we'll come back with a clip straight after. And you're very welcome back to the show. Apologies for that uh, technical mix-up. We do have uh, Paul Quirk of Mullinahone, uh, Paul Quirk of Mullinahone Intermediate Football Team clip lined up here. Mullinahone take on Ballina in the County Intermediate Football Final on Sunday. And amazingly, it's Ballina's first ever County Football Final in the Field of Legends. Yeah, look, we're really looking forward to Sunday. Um, look, any County Final is obviously a, a, a huge event, but you know, County Final in Temple Stadium kind of adds another dimension to it. And uh, believe it or not, Mullinahone have never played football in Simple Stadium before, so very different weekend, uh, exciting weekend, but really looking forward to it. Jeez, that is very, very, very surprising. You've never, never played football at all in in Simple Stadium. Not that we can find record at, at adult level, anyway. So uh, it's obviously adding a huge buzz, you know. And uh, you know, it's amazing with all the the players that have passed through the club that um, they haven't had an opportunity to to grace the sacred sod with with the big ball, you know. So. The young lads are really looking forward to it. They're, I think they're getting to realise and appreciate how big an occasion it could be, you know. Yeah, geez, that's that's incredible. And I suppose what, the only thing is, I, I suppose, is at least a, a lot of the lads probably would have experience of playing there anyway in terms of hurling at least, so they won't be kind of overawed, I'd imagine. No, 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 they won't be overawed in, in that sense. You know, they're 
Um, even our young lads have played there three or four times over the last two years. So look, they have good experience with the routine of the day and stuff like that. But so none of us really know how to train football for the bigger field and and so on. So look, it's it's going to drop challenges and stuff in, in its own right as well. But yeah, everyone's looking forward to it. And as I said, you're coming in off the off the big second half performance and big win over Golden Balan. The other hand, are coming in off a what a lot of people would have seen as an unexpected win against against Grange Mokler who had been to the previous two um, intermediate finals it kind of sets up that both teams are coming in full of confidence so a good game should should be in hand Exactly yeah look um, we weren't overly shocked at that Balna but, but Grange Mokler we kind of we knew Balna were coming you know we could see that their, their squad was getting stronger during the year their, their physical side and you know, the their distance for, for senior at some point, Balana, whether it's hopefully not this weekend, but but, but soon they they'll definitely be a, a, a senior club. But I think the great thing about intermediate football is that, you know, you, you focus completely on yourself. You don't know a huge amount of oppositions like you would normally in senior hurling and stuff like that. So it's huge emphasis on your on yourself and you know, you, you go out there and just attack attack the game, you know, and it re- makes for really exciting games. Mullen Hones, uh, Paul Quirk are speaking with uh, Paul Carroll ahead of uh, Sunday's County Intermediate Football Final. Uh, but with Ballina at 1 o'clock in Semple Stadium, it'll be live here on Tip FM. We'll just quickly go through some of the other uh, big uh, fixtures this weekend. Uh, it starts tonight, the Junior B Football Quarter Final, Boherland Duella against Eero Ganacarty. That's in New Inn at 8 o'clock. The finals start tomorrow in Clonmel Sportsfield at half two with the Tom Cusick Cup Final, Killinall up against Rockwell Rovers at 2.30 p.m. The Junior A Football Semi-finals are also on tomorrow, 2.30 in Bancha. It's Sean Tracy's up against Clarehan and in Leahy Park in Cashel at the same time as Turles Sarsfields against Ballangarry. The other two uh, Junior B quarterfinals this weekend are uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow in uh, Dundrum. It's Kappa White against Upper Church Drum Band. Upper Church going on the double again. And it's Kiruan McDonough's up against Mullinahone in Temple Tui also at 1 o'clock. Uh, a couple of big hurling matches this weekend uh, in Tumivara tomorrow at 2 30, it's the intermediate hurling relegation final. Ballin Hinch up against Shannon Overs with the loser of that game dropping to junior hurling for next year. And there's also an under 19A hurling semi final. Holy Cross Bally Cahill up against Dun- Nucca Villa Dunnescay Kickhams. That's in Clonolty at 3.30 pm. In Camogie, there are a uh, couple of big days of action this weekend tomorrow see both intermediate semi-finals take place at 1 o'clock it's Newport Ballon Hinch against Shannon Rovers and at half past 3 it's Boris Lee up against Kilowan McDonough's both those games at the Camogie Grounds in the RAG and then on Sunday there are two county finals one uh, the at fir- firstly at one o'clock it's the junior B two county final Clonoty Ross Moore against Shannon Rovers at one o'clock, and then at half three it is the junior A final between Money Gall and Brian Baruse. Time for a final break, and we'll be back in the final part of rugby and greyhound racing. And if I come back to the final part of the show and now we return our attention to rugby where this evening at 8 o'clock not far from the Tip FM studios here in Nina Nina Ormond take on Cashel in the Tipperary Derby in the third round of the All-Ireland League both sides have made a good start to the campaign with Nina in second and Cashel in third place in the tables and it's to Cashel we focus this week uh, where Director of Rugby Dara Lyons spoke with Paul Carroll earlier today in advance of the big game and again we asking by asking him about their mixed start to the season so far with a win and a defeat ah yeah look I suppose we needed after after the first day we probably um, uh, we threw mistakes the first day in France and having a good team good team and they exploited them so yeah look we needed to win last week I suppose 
to get up and running. Um, but look, I suppose last week, last week, this week, um, it's going to be a different kettle of fish. But um, look, yeah, we raised a few rounds last week, but look, still a few things we had to work on for this week. And look, we'll see how tonight goes. And you're coming up against Anina side, who are having a great start to the year. Of course, they beat Gary Owen in the, in the Munster Senior Cup, and then they've had two wins of their own against the UL Bohemian, and then last week against Barnhall. So it's a, it's going to be a big battle, I'd imagine, this evening. Yeah, it is. Look, I think they're, they're unbeaten, in fairness, since the, last, since the start of the season. I think they've played, in fairness, some very good sides since there. So that shows you where, where they're at now. Yeah, I know. Look, it's always a battle, in fairness. They're, they're always a, a very, a very good side and a tough opponent for us. And I suppose the fact that it's a derby as well, I suppose, makes it a bit more, uh, I suppose, it ramps it up a bit more. But no, yeah, in fairness, they, they've, they've obviously hit the ground running at the start of the season. So look, it, it's a big challenge for us now to, to go up there. I'm on a Friday night and beat them, but look, as I said, we um we ride a few rounds last week, so hopefully you know we can we can ride a few more of them this week from the first day. But yeah, I know. Look, it's going to be very tough for us, and we're doing no illusions, I suppose, in the task ahead of us tonight. And you went you went to Nina, I suppose, last or well earlier this year in April, and got the win on, on a Friday evening. So at least there's there's probably good kind of memories from the players of of a good omen of of going up to Nina on a, on a Friday night, anyway. <laughs> you'd also but really I suppose to be honest no this season look is completely different in fairness to Nina they're a completely different side I suppose confidence level and I suppose I suppose personnel to, to where they were last season so look no I suppose look you can look at it that way but no I think in fairness it's, it's a brand new start to, to the season it's a very early on the season as well and as we said there Nina are completely different I suppose kettle of fish they're, they're in flying form and look I think yeah, this, this match tonight will probably take on a life of its own compared to the ones last year and is that kind of a feature like there's two Tipperary teams obviously in the, in the same division for the last couple of years and what's the kind of rivalry like there between between the two clubs is it kind of like that when, when the two teams meet that it will kind of take on a life of its own and kind of form goes out the window kind of thing yeah I suppose <laughs> to a small but to that extent yeah look it's I suppose one way it's great that there's the two of us have been battling hard enough to try and get out of this division over the last few years. Both of us, I suppose, have come close in the last four or five years. So, yeah, I know, look, but it also is great to have that rivalry, I suppose, and in fairness to the players as well. It's great to play on a Friday night and have a bit of a crowd and play, I suppose, in front of a, a large enough crowd with a bit of rivalry. But, yeah, you're right, I suppose, when it does come to derby, I suppose there is a bit of form, but really, it doesn't matter where we are in the league, I suppose, it's going to be a serious battle um, from both sides. And just on, on yourselves then, like last year, had a had a great season last year, obviously didn't finish how you would have wanted, but still finishing second in the regular season anyway was a great result. And of course, you're hampered, I suppose, by a few early kind of COVID matches being called off and that sort of thing. But this year, what's the kind of outlook so far? How, how are you fixed this year and going forward? Uh, look, I suppose we we, we we go into every year hoping to, to go up like most of our other teams, you know what I mean? To challenge the promotion, and that's no different this year. So we be look, we be looking for we looking for the same as I said, the start up in Navin, it's tough place to go, but still, as I said, I don't think we I suppose gave a good account of ourselves what we can. So look, it's it's still it's still very early days in the season, but the way Queens, I suppose, took off last year is looking like they're a serious side this year as well. And in fairness to Nina have gone two other two as well. You can't be affording to lose too many games there the either. So look, yeah, it's it's like we did last year and we I suppose we picked up in the middle of the season but it just shows we still were nowhere near the top come the end so I suppose it is very enough in the season but you can't, be, you can't afford to be losing too many games either with the I suppose the, the, the level that is there in, in 2A at the moment with teams like Queens and the fairness to Nina as well
who are who are as I said um, putting together a serious run of results at the moment. Cashels at Dara Lyons speaking to Paul Carroll ahead of tonight's All Ireland League clash against Nina Ormond eight o'clock in New Ormond Park. If you have no plans for the evening, it looks like, like a, a crisp, nice evening. Why not get down to uh, Lissatoni for a uh, cracking? Should be a cracking game in the Division Two C of the AIL. It's Clamell up at home to Tullamore tomorrow at two thirty p.m. And just in terms of local soccer, was the big action this weekend is in the second round of the FEI Junior Club Junior Cup uh, eight games in the Tipperary section as was the pick of the bunch is uh, Clamwell Celtic at home to St Michael's at 11.30pm on Sunday just quickly go through the rest of them uh, at 11 o'clock it's Villa United against Clodagh Rangers and that's Shinron against Sally Park at 11.30 also it's uh, Killinall Rovers against Wilderness Rovers at 12 o'clock Rose Green Rangers against Care Park and there's three games at 3 o'clock uh, Cashelltown at home to Rearcross Cullinatton at home to Moneygall and Peak Villa up against Clamwell Town and at this time of Friday night it's time to talk dogs Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep and we welcome uh, Barry Drake along to the show Barry welcome to the show yeah thanks a million Shane uh, I suppose Barry uh, focus uh, this time of the year turns to the Laurels and I suppose Roy Keane has uh, we, Jimmy Barry Murphy doesn't need any more introduction in terms of uh, what he means to the people of Cork and Roy Keane I suppose brought him to an international context last week with Mame and it was one of his three greatest idols but I know Jimmy Barry it's, it's Cork Hurland final weekend but the, the, the dogs are I say, uh, I don't know if they're even a close second to Hurland for his um, uh, for his passion and uh, I suppose the Laurels very much one of his uh, great uh, passions in life Oh, without a doubt um, Jimmy Barry Murphy is a massive supporter of Greyhound Racing I suppose in particular in Greyhound Racing in Cork and he's done Trojan work over the last couple of years uh, with the committee and you know um, in attendance there every Saturday night um, he's great memories as well of the Laurels down through the years as a young boy walking grounds and stuff like that so yeah look it's a big weekend with St Finbar's Jimmy um, I know I fancied St Finbar's that to pull off the double earlier in the air so knowing Jimmy he could be on a bit of a sweat there with a, a little bit of a flutter but concentrating on the action look the Laurels got off to a flying start in Cork last week Shane, massive crowd in attendance. That's expected to continue over the course of the next uh, four four weeks. Uh, plenty of Tipperary interest throughout the competition, but just one race uh, to give a mention before we move on. Um, I think it's, it would be good enough for any final in the country. Trap number one is Serene Ace. That's trained in Tipperary by Michael O'Donovan, won the Irish Spring Cup. Four is good Cody, who was trained by Patrick Gilfoyle, who's won a number of big competitions. 28-05 winner last week. Five is Swords Rex. Rex, he's won the Conan Kirby uh, for trainer Graham Holland, along with other big events. And Bacco's Budget has broken the magical 28 seconds barrier around Cork already uh, this year twice. He's the quickest dog around the Cork circuit. They're the four at the head of the betting for outright glory, and unfortunately, four of them have uh, drawn each other in one of the heats. Um, I think it's going to be one of the best races ever at Currahin Park on Saturday night. In terms of predicting a winner, it's very hard, Shane. But I know Swords Rex is the anti-post favourite for outright glory. And I think he could be in trouble Saturday night from trap number five. I wouldn't be surprised if he was knocked out of the competition. But look, a lot to look forward to in Cork over the next uh, next four weeks. And uh, so back to the local action. Uh, what's taking your fancy this weekend? Yeah, look, plenty to look forward to all getting underway in Clanmel shortly. Uh, brilliant racing down there with a, a lovely unrace stake uh, getting underway at the Dearjet Sydney and um, uh, Glengar Bale at stud stake there'll be some good performances in that race number 7 uh, or race number 6 catches my eye it's the Sean Organ 
10th anniversary Memorial A4 bitch uh, race and I like the chances of uh, trap number two here Lasker and Kelly for Martin Kern and Dungarvan think that could get off the front and go and go well in terms of Turles tomorrow night um, 7.35 start one of the features in the Canada and Turles is always the Casco Dog Foods uh, final and we've got a superstar in the making here in trap number four any other news uh, who's trained by Sean Conway and uh, I think this is a high class ground turned over last week but expect better and keep an eye on Keeper Hill Cash as well who will start his favourite after his 28-80 winning performance last time. And finally, in terms of this weekend's local action, um, it goes on to Clan Mill on Sunday night. Their usual meeting getting underway at uh, 7.30. And I think it could be a good weekend for the Dungarvan Kennel of Martin Curran because I expect Lasker and Ronaldo uh, to follow up on his recent success by taking race number seven on Sunday night. So look, plenty of good local action over the course of the weekend. Also big racing down for decision in Shelburne um, on Saturday night. So look, a lot to look forward to and uh, looking forward to, to seeing how it all unfolds over the course of the weekend. And we'll wrap it all up on next next Friday night. So, Barry, thanks for joining us and across the line. Thanks a million, Shane. And uh, we're coming to one minute to seven, and that is about it for this week's show, a packed show as we build up to the county football finals uh, this weekend. Don't don't forget, we'll have both games, the intermediate and senior finals, live from FPD St. Peel's Stadium on Sunday uh, at one o'clock, Ballina up against Mullinahone in the intermediate final, and then the, the big one, the senior final, Clamel Commercials against Upper Church Drumban at 3.15pm. Uh, we... Uh, we we aren't finished for uh, in terms of live coverage tonight we'll be live from Clock Jordan and the clock in at half past eight for the second Tipperary GA Club's draw and next Friday we will have a special across the line live from Kearney Building up to the county senior hurling final between Killadangan and Killawan McDonough's. If you're around the area, call down. We'll have a special night. Bye for now.